are two kinds of people in the world, Johnny. They're the people who don't give a crap if there's a spot on their pants. He cares, though. That's and the there's the people who do. I don't. Joe can't have a fleck of anything on his clothes. The thing is, he cares. He just doesn't care enough to look beforehand. <laughs> <sighs> Joseph. Joseph can't have a fleck. No, I, I hate when stuff's on me, too. I'm just like, like right a, now, like, you know, I'm the, the biggest secret in my house is I'm the best person that does laundry. Oh, you do like, the best all laundry? My shorts are wrinkled. Are they putting a dryer sheet in my stuff? Cannot be. Because when I dry my shorts, they don't come out like this. Well, and I think the secret, the secret is to pull them out and fold them as soon as the dryer stops. I'm the master at not ironing a thing. I hate ironing. Me too. And I can't do it right now. Yeah. Soon, though. Soon. Yeah, so. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's to me, the key. To yeah. not having to iron anything is to pull it out while it's still warm. Yeah, so I'm going to do some laundry today. Yeah, I did. And some make sure my shit don't get wrinkled. I started mine this morning, and then I got sidetracked by my boys. <laughs> 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 I know. I was. Um, what is Akivia's little brother's name? Bobby. I don't even know. I think it's Bobby. He's so freaking adorable. I know it. And That's just sweet. Too. And he's. I love that he's still a little kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm so often around young people, but they're acting grown young right. people. Right. Salute to salute to uh, the mom for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And um, yesterday, I was kind of parked at the food table, helping mm-hmm. dish out food and keeping people eating. And and um, Alicia was passing out glow necklaces, mm-hmm. and there wasn't one for him. So I got Carolyn's, mm-hmm. because they were looking for more, and he was like. Where's mine? Yeah. <laughs> I got Carolyn's and he didn't know how to crack it. And I talk, taught him how to crack <laughs> it and put it on. And Carolyn said, look at you, mom. <laughs> it's like, yes, I've been through this twice I before. I know, I've been through this twice before. So I um, jotted down some notes for some hot topics today. And I left them sitting on the corner of my desk. But they're still here. <laughs> yeah, Haley posted a snap yesterday from the party. Yeah. They just took it. Did your mom get a piercing yesterday? <laughs> so yesterday we took her out to lunch uh-huh. and uh, yes, we took her. She wanted her, her ears have grown back together her, from having her ears pierced. Oh really? Yeah. So she just doesn't wear a lot of jewelry anymore when she stopped working, when she retired and everything. So it closed up on her. So they closed up oh, on her. It's closed. Yeah. So she had been wanting to go and I don't know that she'd ever been in a tattoo shop before. Oh, we did not take her to Claire's to use the gun. Like I wanted to go get it done right at the tattoo shop. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was super fun. But I did send my brother, which I don't think he ever texted me back. So he must have gotten a story already of his mom at the tattoo shop. I, I thought, Car- thought Carolyn might have gotten something. Yeah. She was ready to get her nose pierced. But, you know, now we're back in basketball. She'd probably do it before games and then have it healed up enough to pull out. But I don't even like her wearing it at practice. So. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot, of girl, a lot of girls have that. Yeah, we we missed our window. Joseph is ready to get his pierced too. Nose. Yeah. Yeah. Old I remember, Joseph. I remember I got when I got my ear pierced. I was in the ninth grade. Yeah. No. Eighth or ninth. My mom had told me no at first, mm-hmm. and then we went and we were in the mall, and they did it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We told Joseph uh, to wait till he was 16, but I think we did it when he was 15. It's hard because all the kids have it now. 
it's just different. Than you know what I'm saying? Yes, it's way, mm-hmm. way different. Mm-hmm. Like when I, it's kind of like why I stopped wearing it. Mm-hmm. Because you know when I was a kid, not everybody had it. Yeah. Now everybody has like two and three. Right. Yeah. Guys. Joe, Joe has two, and he started wearing them again. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh-huh. But he look. Yeah. He look cool with them. No. <laughs> he look cool with them. I remember for whatever reason I used to really care about what people thought and asking him to take them out for our wedding. I don't know why. Isn't that dumb? Yeah, looking back on it, it's probably he probably would have looked even better with them. <laughs> you know, because he looks good with them. But I just thought, mm, what if, what if, you know? I remember Tiara used to bug me all the time. Couldn't remember when I wore them because obviously when Tiara was first born, I wore them. Mm-hmm. But then, mm-hmm. well, I want to know what you look like. Mm-hmm. So I had to put it on one day. So <laughs> Tiara was like, "Nah, take that out." <laughs> <laughs> Joseph just got one that dangles. It's got mm. a little hoop in it, dangle, and I really like that. Joe's yeah, see, gonna see it and go take that shit off. You gotta, yeah, but you gotta, you have to look a certain way to pull that off. Yeah, and like I always, Joseph is definitely, yeah, he can do it. like he got it going. He got the, mm-hmm. he, you know what I'm saying? Like he could do that. Yeah. I could never do that. I had the gold balls and the, mm-hmm. the studs, but I never got a hoop or nothing like that because mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I could pull it off. Mm-hmm. But he, yeah, he definitely can. He definitely can. Mm-hmm. He's um, lifting a lot of weights and and just venturing into the idea of bodybuilding but okay. not not like he doesn't want to be like a muscle head maybe he does but not yet but he just really wants some sculpt and what he really wants is to reveal his abs um mm. some of that is genetics and some of that is a lot of it is how you eat um and some of it is how you train so <laughs> he's gonna, so he's been he's gonna look great <laughs> I, he's really been working hard on and I, you know, he's gotten kind of bulky, but he's doing a lot of protein and creatine looks good and whatever. But now he's ready to cut. So he's ready to amp up the cardio and and really focus on, on and the else, food. And, and what else he got to do? And Right, right. And then so that he can see if he has. He's living a good life. He did right? it. Yeah. He's living a good life right now. He is. He is. And Gio's birthday is tomorrow. Yeah, I got to get this picture. He's tickled. Like. It was just sweet when I said to him, I said, oh, my gosh, your birthday's tomorrow. And his whole face lit up. Like he, he turned loves, 19? He is. He loves a birthday like he's still I, I'm 12. Not a, I'm not a big birthday person. What? I think it's because my birthday's a holiday, though. Oh, That's it could I, be. But we still celebrate it. No, I, we do. We do. We definitely do. I just, you know. Yeah. I, I love... My birthday, but I love other people's birthdays. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's like their very own holiday. Yeah, I guess. Except yeah. if your birthday is a holiday. I, I, except if your birthday. I have two brothers who have December birthdays. And mm. one, one of them is the 21st. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And nothing you can do about it. You don't plan it. I know. I have a friend whose birthday is Christmas Day. Wow. Sucks. Is, is her name Noel? <laughs> no. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Strongly Worded Podcast. I am Sue O'Lear. And I am Johnny Hampton. And we are recording on a Sunday afternoon in the dining room studio. Yes, a nice crisp fall day for Florida. Oh my gosh. I leapt out of bed at 64 degrees or whatever it was. (laughs) So excited. And I wanted to go, I wanted to hop out and go trim the shrubs I got for Mother's Day. Um, Oh yes. I got a trimmer. And then... um, but Joe had already trimmed the shrubs without it, you mm. know, with the choppy choppies. Mm-hmm. So we pulled it out of the box and put it on the shelf. But 
we can't find the cord. I'm wondering if he thought it, I got a cordless one. <sighs> and it's in the box in the trash six months ago. I don't know, but I can't find the cord for it anymore. Well, you could buy a cord, though. I'll have to. I, I, I'm sure I can. Yeah, if you, do you still have to look book? it up. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, you yeah. get the cord. That, that's I thing. will, but still, I didn't have it this morning oh. for 64 degrees. But the dogs love this weather because we open up the doors and they can just run in and out as they want to. And then they sit at the front door and just look out. Yes, I like it because I'm not sweating too much walking. (laughs) It's true. Oh, my God. I'm sweating anyway because I'm a sweater and I've been cleaning house today. I never sweated until I had to learn to rewalk. Yeah. I think the dude at PT thought I was having a heart attack the other day because I walked in from the parking lot. (laughs) Long damn walk when you haven't walked. Uh He's like, are you sure you're okay? It's like, (laughs) 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 yeah, I'm good. Give me some water. (laughs) Do you have a towel? But you walked in here today on a walker. Yeah. Yeah. That's I got, progress. I got to do more of it because uh, the walker goes away after this week. So, which is, I'm looking forward to it. Foot going to hurt though. Yeah. I don't know that I'm emotionally ready for you to not have a walker. I I might cry. <laughs> I bet. I'm still like, I mean, I bet it's going to be I, emotional. Yeah, I've been thinking about it. Like, am I going to cry when I finally get out of the boot and can walk in shoes? Yes. <laughs> the guy is probably going to be like, yo, what's wrong with you? <laughs> but next week you're still going to be in a boot, right? I'm going to be in a boot till, yes. Okay. I got, this is, I got about three more weeks in a boot. Okay. So next week, boot and walker. Mm-hmm. And then the following two weeks, just a boot, no walker, and probably a cane. Mm-hmm. Um, because they say, obviously, since I haven't walked, my balance is going to be off. Mm-hmm. So that's what the cane is for. Yeah. And then after that, just my shoes and probably still with cane for a while. Yeah. I didn't even think about what all this is maybe doing to your balance. Yeah, I probably have none. <laughs> well, no, it's just a different kind of balance because you've been balancing on one foot. You need balance to scoot yeah. around on that scooter. And when you're in the gym, you're scooting <laughs> like here. <laughs> yeah, I put one video on Facebook and this right leg, I could see the muscle in the uh-huh. cow. I'm like, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you hop on one leg for four months. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. So that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our last hot topics. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm. Let me back up to finish the introduction. I am calling this episode one of season four. Oh, are you? Well, we've had kind of the same number of episodes of each season. Are we still doing seasons? Well, they said in that class it's good for organization and cataloging and stuff. Oh, they did. Oh. And then a lot of... This is something else I learned that I never talked to you about. Um, And I'm sure the listeners are riveted to learn (laughs) podcast information. But some of the hosts, like iTunes, Uh um, only put up up to 100 episodes. Really? So when you get to 100, then we'll pull the first season off and put it behind a paywall on Patreon. And we'll do that. Oh, okay. You know, season by season. Try to eyes. Yeah. So it's just like a a way of cataloging. Yeah. Because I also learned <laughs> having a theme can turn some people off if they're yes, not interested that's in what your we theme. Talked, yes. Yeah. That's what we talked about. But you know who I really, I've, I've talked to you about this, but not to the listeners. Do you know who I really want to reach out to? Oh, the, the, the mom? That mom. Oh. So folks, we talked a few weeks ago about the, the Palm Coast mom who was making national news because of um, a situation, a bullying situation in school. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looked one way, but really kind of went down another. And she had a, a bit of redemption. Yeah. I'm, you know, I've never been happier to be right because I actually know her husband. Mm-hmm. 
And I knew something was wrong right away. Like it's when I when I found out who the family was and the kid mm-hmm. who has played in our basketball league. Mm-hmm. So she has all of her felonies they charge her with have all been dropped to misdemeanors. Yeah. Which I would like to see those dropped as well. Yeah. Eventually, so but. yeah, I mean, you know, the principal lied to her, mm-hmm. told her her son was engaging in a fight when actually he was just getting beat up. Mm-hmm. They tried to jump her son. She intervened and the cops tried to charge her and then smear her on social media. Yeah, she was the victim of a big smear. That's a kill. That's the mm-hmm. killer thing. Like they tried to smear her on social media. Yeah. And of course. And she literally became national. News. Right. She was on a radio station um, in New York, Power 105. They talked about it. And it's funny because people just jump to a conclusion. Mm-hmm. Just because the cops arrest you doesn't mean they've gotten everything right. 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 You know, they probably did what they had to do in arresting her, touching somebody else's child. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have to do what they had to do with all that posting it everywhere and all that right and now you know they put a little blurb you know oh the misdemeanors have been dropped and it's in our local online magazine here but the but the sheriff's office is not gonna say anything right and and the national news isn't picking up right the resolution of it that's another thing we talked about in that episode when we were talking about advocating for your kids just about how you know the sensationalized part Mm. is the yep you know the juicy part isn't the peaceful resolution it's the yeah, man. I, but so, thank, thankfully for her, she doesn't have to worry about jail time or anything. No, but I would love to get her to come and talk to us. Um, I think you could. I think we probably could if she. I mean, I'm sure she, her legal team. I, like, I don't know if she's actively involved, and she might have to wait. But I'm gonna reach out. And yeah, wait. I'm gonna. I, I gotta look back because I ended up finding out who she was and her husband. I'll message her husband because we used to talk every day. Good. The, All right. I mean, not every every practice at the gym. Let's do it. Let's do it because I think it would be. A great conversation to be able to talk about that. Yeah. Um, one of the things on my list that I was going to bring up today, do you remember, did you see that story circulating, spe- speaking of things, kind of shooting to headlines, where the kid in Texas on school picture day wouldn't take off his mask? Oh, the little the, 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 little, the little black boy. kid? Yeah. Yeah, he said, I'm going to do what my mom told me to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. So then people <laughs> thought he was so adorable. They're like, oh, my gosh, I want to send you five bucks to take him out for ice cream mm-hmm. or whatever. So she set up this little tiny GoFundMe because people wanted were like, reward him. Take him out for a treat. And it turned into like $27,000. So he's going to college now off that. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what his mom said. That's, now he, you know, now he has a college fund. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, the photographer kept telling him, you could take off your mask now, because clearly she was six feet away. Right. All the necessary, and he's like, no, nah. <laughs> my mother told me to, I would have been like that. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I would have or not. I would have I was like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have seen people think, well, first off, it's a story that a lot of people just read the headline of and then formulated an opinion in the comments, which is yeah. pretty normal. And so some of the reactions I saw were, for people I think who actually read about it mm-hmm. were like, Oh, and some people were like, so you get $26,000 for doing nothing but following the rules. And you know, I'm busting my hump at work every day and nobody's handed me nothing. I've seen people get thousands of dollars for, for shooting other people. So what do, what do we care? What do I care what someone does with their money? It's their money. Mm-hmm. If they want to give it to a little boy, 
So be it. What do you care? Right. You looking for a quick, come on, man. I can't even. I <laughs> like, I don't. I know. I have some theories. <laughs> I mean. I mean, I, he was a little black kid. Yeah. That's probably part of it. And, you know, there's so many anti-maskers now, too. Mm-hmm. But in this country, we always worry about what's in the next man's pocket. Mm-hmm. Constantly worrying about that. Absolutely. So he got $27,000. It went viral. You know, he got lucky. Right. What's he supposed to do? Give it back. Right. Uh, no. You want no secret? What? I donated five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I sure did. I, what a sweetheart. I didn't see. I didn't know they were doing a GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Well, good for him. Yeah. All for listening to his mother. See, kids? That's <laughs> right. Listen to your Listen parents. to your mom. Uh-huh. You're going to be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I love that story. Um, you and I are, are are watching a show. Oh, yes. So Johnny and I both started Dope Sick on yeah. Hulu. Very good show. Um, we're going to, I don't want to give away any spoilers. Um, I'm going to try really hard not to. But if you haven't watched it yet, hold on. <laughs> I'm oh, going to no. try really hard not to I give mean, a lot away. But it, you, can, you can say it's about... Right. But it, the, it it is about the the opioid crisis. Right. Like it's sort about of the, the company uh-huh. that first produced OxyContin. Yep. And it's insane. It is insane. But I wish it was shocking. Right. It's not shocking, right? No. Like. So my, I have a couple thoughts on it. I of course read a few articles, <laughs> um, and one of them talked. Not everybody like it's not. It's based on. Um, facts Mm -hmm. right but only i think three of the characters in the show are real people and everybody else is sort of uh composites yeah i know i know characters i know the prosecutor lead guy is real i read an article about him yesterday yeah so the guy who he he's he's the one spearheading everything okay and they showed him sitting down with his family at dinner yeah that guy is real and some of the family members yeah, I actually, I actually read something on it. Yay! <laughs> Look at that. You didn't just show, show up, up and not, talk. Not today. <laughs> but but some of the the Pfizer, the was it Pfizer? No, Purdue. Yeah. Some of the Purdue employee, the the big wigs are real. But mm-hmm. then you know some of the 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 stories of the other people are composite characters. First off, Michael Keaton is a national treasure. He's a great actor. He really. I was thinking watching him yesterday on the show. The acting he does with just his face, mm-hmm. when he does like his facial movements mm-hmm. uh, that show like you know anger or sadness, mm-hmm. or he's very good. He's very good. So I was a big fan of um, what was that show on Netflix about the president um, with Kevin Spacey? <sighs> Golly. I can't think of it. I know because I. But you know we, exactly. Everybody, to, everybody's yelling to, it in their car. We right used now. to watch it until until he got in trouble. Everybody in their car is going. It's man. <laughs> I'm gonna look at him right now. So the president's wife was played by Robin Wright. Right. And I read um, a profile of her and how she approached that role, and she had a lot of. She came in with a lot of. Are you going to say it? House of Cards. Thank you. House of Cards. <laughs> Everybody yelling it in your car on the way to work. Thank you. Um, I heard you. Um, but she came in with a lot of 
ideas of how she wanted to play Claire. Mm -hmm. And the director looked at her and said, be still. And she thought about that and that created her whole character, the same kind of thing where... She's good too, though. Yeah, where she just... I remember when she used to be on Santa Barbara. I do too. Me and my mom used to watch Capwell, right? (laughs) Kelly Capwell? Yeah. Whew. Like, I couldn't remember House of Cards, but I could remember... (laughs) Yeah, I remember her on that. On that. Mm-hmm. And now she's a, she came a big movie star. But it is, it's the same thing with um, with the performance in Dope Sick. Like, it's very deliberate. He's very, there's not, like, nothing is extraneous in his portrayal. It's of excellent this casting, too, man. Everybody's very good. Heck yeah. Um, Michael Keaton was also my favorite Batman. Yeah, it's Christian Bale for me. Um, that's my favorite trilogy, but he was a great Batman. I remember. Me and my dad going to see that, and I had a Batman shirt. When it when yeah, I I remember I remember that like it's a oh. clear vision leaving my house in Flushing, mm-hmm. going to see that first Batman mm-hmm. movie with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we went to see it after a play one night. Like my theater group of people, we did a play, we closed it, and then we went to see. He was good, but Christian yeah. Bale was very good, yeah. and his movies were good. Yeah, you know Michael Keaton's going to be Batman in a new Flash movie. Really? Yeah. So DC, who's fouled up every i know you're not a comic book person you don't these are not your movies but (laughs) they tried to create a cinematic universe and it has gone terribly Mm -hmm. but the flash has a storyline called flashpoint Mm -hmm. where he runs so fast he can go to alternate timelines Ooh! and one of the timelines michael keaton is batman that's really cool and so like the latest trailer they released you hear michael keaton's voice as as batman talking to the flash i just love him yeah I, i loved mr mom yeah, he he's he's been good for many years too. He's just yep. He was good, and he was in a Spider-Man movie not too long ago. Was he? He was a bad guy, great in that too. He was in that movie with Nicole Kidman where he was dying, and they made the video for his for their baby. She was pregnant. I don't know he if was I've dying. seen that. I gotta see that. I can't think of the name of it, but I don't like Nicole Kidman that much. But I remember he was like making this video to leave for his child. Mm-hmm. And he was like, one of the things he did, for instance, was, you know, this is how you shave because he's not going to be there to teach his son to shave. So he's like always up and down or down to up, but never side to side. Not, not against the, <laughs> can, cannot go against the grain. You will be in great, yeah. in big trouble. Yeah, but it was, he's yeah, great. So, I, so the film, though, really got me thinking, you know, my dad uh, endured chronic pain and uh, had a relationship with Oxy. And... um at one point weaned himself off of it and then had, there just wasn't anything left. He had to start taking it again. And we would say to him at the time, like there came a point where we were like, why are you worried about if you're addicted to it? If it's helping you, you're not going to work anymore. You're not, I mean, this is like, we're trying to keep you comfortable here. Yeah. At the end. Mm -hmm. And he was very concerned because there came a point earlier on in his life where he used it and, and definitely became dependent on it. And he was not. And then by the end, end he was like, fine with it. You know? Yeah. yeah. He was, he, by the end of the last day I spent with him, one of the things that I did was take him to the clinic to get his prescription refilled. And it was too soon, but they did it anyway because they knew. Cause uh, yeah, well you could see, knew. you could see by the age mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. And just the, the amount, I mean, infection in your bone has to i'm sure be one of the most painful things to to endure because there's no escaping it there's no getting in a comfortable position there's no yeah and so when i went and picked the prescription up the pharmacist noticed it i think i remember texting you Mm -hmm. when i left so she um 
didn't really have to convince me, but she came at me like she would to also take some Narcan, learn how to mm. administer Narcan and, and just take, in case. just in case. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that series ends. But I, I was telling I was telling Ebony yesterday because she watched like some some of it with me. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's going to be some sad stories in this thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's setting up for some sadness for mm. real. For real. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be eight episodes. It's based on a book. Yeah. So there's going to be eight episodes total. So, oh, so we're almost halfway through. Yeah. Just release it all, Hulu. Well, I mean, the only reason, the only reason I'm glad we only had three was I still managed to accomplish something this weekend. <laughs> 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 because otherwise I'd be sitting right there. But I watched some debate, too. Even I, I first just looked in the comments on Facebook of the Hulu ad for the show. Uh-huh. You know, and some people were saying how misleading it is. They must all work for Purdue, right? How misleading it is. It, it's not really setting up for how people really came to abuse Oxy. Um, and other people are saying how true it is. So, I don't, you know, as usual, people, I mean, how do, it's very clear what's going on in the show. Okay. It's very clear what's going on in this country. Right. Like, <laughs> so, and before, you know, this latest wave of, you know, we got to roll this thing back. That's what they were giving you. Mm-hmm. Like, I had one when I got my wisdom teeth pulled. It was like a little, 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 little tablet mm-hmm. I had. And that thing knocked you out. Mm-hmm. And I could see how people can get addicted to those things. Mm-hmm. Having, you know, I never had had a surgery before, so I had one, and I was in pain after the surgery, mm-hmm. and I took one every night to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I could see how if I would have done that and I was empty, and in my mind, my mind just thinks I might need that to sleep, mm-hmm. even though I don't need it anymore. For sure. I could totally see that. Other people who have non-addictive personalities or just lack empathy, I don't see how it could happen. Well, everything's not about you. Uh, Joe or Bob or Steve, like every- not Joe O'Lear. No, not Joe O'Lear. <laughs> Shout out to Joe O'Lear. Um, so you know, I had posted on my Facebook about it because I am facing a surgery, and I don't remember what I don't recall taking any type of oxy after my C sections. Um, though some people posted that they had the had some, um, but one of my friends who's a nurse said, "What happens is people wait too long." to take the next one mm-hmm. until they're in so much pain, they have to take twice as much to get on top of it. Mm. And that can kind of be a yeah. slippery slope. Yeah. It, it, you know, you got to take it as prescribed because they're telling you when it's releasing, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's releasing and it, and it releases and it wears off after eight hours, mm-hmm. take it after the eight hours. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. now, like you said, if you're getting so much pain that that little bit of release doesn't help, right? you need to double up. Right. Right. Then you you, you got to individualize your. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> but it's a really good show to our listeners. If I, I would recommend you check it out. Excellent performances. I think excellent writing. Yeah. And uh, and a really interesting subject matter. Yeah. It's just nuts. Mm-hmm. This is when I wish I wouldn't have forgotten my list of topics. Well, we also have to talk about. It's our one year oh, anniversary. See, that was at the top of my outline. <laughs> that 
that was the top of the list. That was the top of the list. And I was so excited to remember to lead in how to lead in that I forgot to say. Yes, this is our one year anniversary show. Yes, we've been doing the podcast for one year. That's crazy. It is crazy. A lot has happened in a year. Yeah, a lot has happened in a year. What do you what are your favorite episodes in a year? Um I have several. I think I loved the one where we just had random questions. Like we just like guac or salsa. Oh. You know, we just kinda talked, yeah. riffed on different mm-hmm. preferences and stuff. And I, I liked um well, I mean I loved our introductory one. I just wish I could fix the sound. No, we're going to be in, sound like we're in a tunnel forever. <laughs> but that's good, though. It, tells, it shows how far we came. I really loved um, talking with some of our guests. Yeah, so my two favorite. So we did a podcast, literally, it was days after your dad passed away, right? You can and, hear it in my voice, too. Right, and it was about Thanksgiving, though. Mm-hmm. And we laughed so much. <laughs> during, that was the most fun episode that to do. That was the real introduction to the Nutter Butter Banana yeah. Pudding. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, like, I did not know how that was going to go. I didn't even, no, I, know. I did not even think you should be doing it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you wanted to, so I came, yeah, I brought uh-huh. my ass over here. Let's do it. And we had so much fun that night. Uh-huh. And the second one, I... Loved the episode with the Mayor Flint. Yeah. And, you know, I loved it because of how forthcoming he was. Mm -hmm. And you don't see that every day in formal politicians. They don't, they don't tell you the real story. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he admitted what his part was, what he could have done better. All these things that he said that probably no one ever asked him or no one, you know, He's in that town. He never gets to to say that, but he was so forthcoming. Like I love, 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 love that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the two that <laughs> pop out because I, just because we had so much fun mm-hmm. with the Nutter Butters, hilarious stuff. That was very funny. <laughs> and yeah, I was very nervous to reach out to Dane because I hadn't talked to him in a long time, mm-hmm. and I didn't want him to think I was looking for some salacious yeah. conversation. And then I I sent you know sort of my rambly invitation to be on the show and almost as soon as i hit send i saw something about the water crisis in the news and i thought oh crap he thinks that's why you're doing this oh crap <laughs> but he didn't he said yes right away and he was great mm-hmm. he was great but a lot of our like our our guests that little that little run we had where we had mm-hmm. like we had Dwayne, mm-hmm. we had tim and stephanie talking mm-hmm. about you know their upcoming tv I show think they're doing another one Another I show? think they've got another one. Wow. I think they're casting for like a film noir kind of series. Oh yes, I've seen mm-hmm. a, a couple of posts. Like, and then we had Cin- we had Cinnamon, mm-hmm. who, who was great. Mm-hmm. We had Charles talking about teaching, which was mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah, he he gave me a nugget. You know, they say get past the moment. Right. You know, I I try I try to do that now. Just outside, I was talking to my son about something. I take a deep breath. <laughs> I uh, have had to take a lot of deep breaths this week. I've had some things at work that <laughs> had to breathe deeply. But even today, like we have just in some of our conversations about some of the basketball stuff going on in town and the fundraising and whatever, I yeah. try to take a deep breath and be less reactive. Yeah, well. You know, because you know. Charles, thanks, Charles, shout out, get yeah. past <laughs> yeah, yeah. the moment. He was always like that, though. He, he He's very even keel. Yeah. And for me, when I was young, <laughs> I needed friends like that because I, I am not, I was not as... Uh, even keel as I am today. We'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> I was a different dude then. I think it's kind of the opposite for me. I was, I mean, 
I've always been opinionated and, and, uh, I would shoot off my mouth, mm-hmm. but now I can just state an opinion. You I know, had a I quick temper. Have, yeah. And I, and if I felt like you were disrespecting me in any way, mm-hmm. then I will like, I wanted to fight you. <laughs> like That's mm-hmm. how I used to be. Yeah. And it's not, I don't know how I never got shot at something. Cause I wasn't I always tell people like, yes, I'm from New York. I'm from some bad areas, but I wasn't one of those street kids. I don't claim to be. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of them, but I was not one of them. I'm shocked nothing ever happened to me because I talked the most shit ever. Yeah. <laughs> I talked, I would, when I was younger, I would be very uh, resolute in my opinions, but not probably to your face. Yeah, I had to learn how to um, say things in a professional manner. Mm-hmm. Like my dad used to always say, you know how to tell people off without them feeling like you're telling them off. Mm-hmm. I had to learn how to do that. Yeah. And I had to find a comfort within to not be talking about it, but be talking to it. Mm. Yeah. You see, I I got no problem. Like one of the things, I, I say what I say and then I don't say anything else about it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so like I'll say something, hey, if this X, Y, and Z happens, I won't be doing this. Mm-hmm. And I leave it up to you to make sure X, Y, and Z doesn't happen. And if it does, and I don't, and I and I do what I say, I'm gonna. I don't want you to be surprised. I'm not gonna remind right. you. Right. <laughs> I'm not reminding you that I said this. Well, I think that there are just so many people who don't mean what they say. Ah. Uh-huh. Yes. Well. Yeah, I'm not one of those guys. <laughs> you know, but but would you agree with that? Like, no. It's so easy to to you know have an ultimatum or say a thing or whatever but yeah. then people talk tough but they not tough yeah yeah and i mean what i say yeah um, i i got to to have a couple of fun funny instances throughout the week i have um uh, been told by my hr department that i'm good at delivering uncomfortable feedback <laughs> <laughs> i've well, had to deliver some uncomfortable feedback to some folks yeah i mean <laughs> sounds like you <laughs> definitely sounds like you yeah yeah kids man four more years shitting where they eat like i can't understand kids causing a ruckus where they work just because they're kids because they're kids they don't realize then you know they don't realize the consequences of their actions yeah four more years four more years years. (laughs) (laughs) like the countdown is on yep It, it is but i you know joseph and i were talking this morning I'm not like I'm not in any huge hurry for him. Like he's a great roommate. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. all depends. Like I wonder a lot of times, you know, what the future holds for Anthony. Like right now, my wife is screaming, "He's gonna go to somebody's college." <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, does he want to go away? I I think he'll have a better experience, uh, maybe than Tiara. Tiara got homesick, like mm-hmm. she said, and stuff like that. I'm not sure he would be. Yeah. I don't know that Carolyn would. I mean, she would miss us. Oh no, she. But I think that she. I can't imagine her senior year hitting, and she's not gone within a month. Right. Like. uh, And if she changes her mind and wants to stay close, I would love that. That is not. I mean, it's not one's not better than the other. I just she's. Yeah. She's got a different way about her. I think so too. Mm -hmm. Him, I don't know. Like you know, we'll have to see. I'll just have to see. But I, Joseph was saying like this, we don't make it an uncomfortable place for him to live. That's He's how my responsible parents were. kid. And, you know, you know, I had a conversation with him about that once. Um, 
we were talking about it, and I was like, oh, I heard you, Mike Stan. I was like, my parents were the same way. As long as I worked mm-hmm. and went to school, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, as long as I didn't disrespect their home in any way, uh, I didn't have no big curfew or anything like that, right. you know. But if I was going to not be home, you know, listen, just, you know, send give me a call saying you're not coming home, so mm-hmm. I'm not waiting up. Right. Other than that, you know, that I, I went to a city university, so I was home until I was 21. Mm-hmm. I moved out when I was 21, so and it was comfortable. I didn't have, you know, yep. I was cooking my Johnny steaks, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. My mom says that's how she knew I had girls over because steaks would be gone. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I can't eat a steak. You can, but two of them, Johnny? Oh, true. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> and they were ribeyes. That's what oh. she, she's probably screaming at the TV. Uh huh. <laughs> they oh, were ribeyes. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we'll see. I hope he's, I, I, I'd be happy for them all to stay for a while yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I only pretend to be part of the countdown clock group. We are, our friend group. we are part of the countdown clock. Um, but, you know, for me, like, if you need to come home, you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, Always. You, you know, provided, you know, you can get along with us. So, you know. But, mm-hmm. that, you know, that's what everyone else does. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, from a social standpoint, right, like for many, many, many years, like uh, blacks didn't own homes or anything. So when their kids left, then no, couldn't come back. Oh, you can't come back. I got to put you on the lease. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, I'm a homeowner. You you can come and go. Yeah. As long, you know, as long as you can respect us, mm-hmm. you can come and go as, as long as, you know. It's not disruptive. It's not disruptive. Yeah. Exactly. We we got options now, and that's what everyone does, right? Like so. I think another one of my favorite episodes was the one with Dwayne. He was good. He was, and I was really um, interested in talking about incarceration and whether or not it's really rehabilitative, and some of those types of topics. Simply, just I mean, personal interest. You know yeah. what's going on in my own family. And um, and he and he was he he said until. Until his daughter came and mm-hmm. was a little, a little ashamed that he was in there, that he was talking about getting out and doing what he did before, right. which shocked me. It it shocked me too. Um, it also shocked me how kind of recent it was. Like yeah, I feel like I, it was way far back in his past. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that either because uh-huh. I don't because I'm mostly because I don't really give a shit. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I was shocked at that too. But he was great. Mm-hmm. He continues to do great things. He's a good. He's just a good man, mm-hmm. you know. And you can't say that about too many people. Like you know, I I, I can count on one hand the people I can say, oh, that's just a good man. <laughs> yeah. And he's 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 one of those guys. Yeah, he definitely he is. Um, so basketball is gearing up. We're getting back at it. We need to we need to send the FBC coaches some Zoom links. I mean. Yeah, we need to do that. You know, they both said they'd come on. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Coach Williams probably he would probably do it from home. Okay. And uh, but yeah, I'll talk. We'll get I'll our talk, squad cast going. Yeah, I'll talk to him again this week. But yeah, you know, so our league starts up. We're practicing. Oh, Fitz, forgive me. No, it, it's the second weekend in November. Mm-hmm. I don't know the exact date. Whatever the second Saturday is, uh, but practices have begun. Uh, there's been an explosion. A lot of kids. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> a lot of kids on each team. And, uh, How many are new? Like, what percentage do you think of the kids that are playing that 
right now or new? I don't know. It's a it's a it's a good chunk though because I I have some people I haven't seen before. Yeah. Um. On my always on the youngest division, you get new, right. new people. I mean, that's why I feel like it's so important to have good yeah. coaches for those younger teams. I think this I think this season is pretty good. Um. So we'll see for that division. Uh. Yeah. I got a bunch of new people there. Like I like two, like three or four kids that are new there. Mm-hmm. And then on the, on my middle school team, I have a, like another three or four that I knew there. Mm-hmm. Um, the oldest team, these guys are all been around. Right. But yeah, and that's that's a good thing. And, and the high schools are gearing up? High schools are gearing up. I'm going to be in my third year as an assistant at, at the, one of the local high schools here. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. They have a new head coach. He's very good. And I'm watching the girls program and they have a new head coach. Yes, they do. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I've I've... I'm very invested in how this season goes. Uh, I mean, for both, right? But especially for the girls. Oh, you have, I, you have a daughter that plays basketball. I have a daughter that plays basketball. And I and um, she is one of the better eighth graders, probably one of the best eighth graders in this county. Mm-hmm. We just need her to realize that. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, you know, hopefully I'll get him to come to some games. Mm-hmm. Uh, check her out. So, you know, I, with... That thing's a rebuild, though. It is a total rebuild. And that's cool. Like, I don't mind that. Yeah, it's a rebuild. I just want to see. Prayers for Coach Wagner. Yeah, but I just want to see that it is going to rebuild. I uh, have a lot of. Had Joseph been uh, more desirous of it, I would have done things different with his high school career because he came on. I mean, it just wasn't what I wanted it to be for him. I'll mm-hmm. just leave it at that. Uh, I don't want to let that happen with a second kid. Nah, I won't, because you're already, you're already engaged. Um, so I mean, I was engaged with Joseph, but I no, I mean, followed his lead a little right, bit. And I, I was new down here. Yeah, I think it would have been totally different for him if we were still in Wilson. I think engage is the wrong word. Not, not engage, but I think you're taking the lead on it mm-hmm. this time. Mm-hmm. Is a better way of putting it. Yeah. Um, but... You know, I, I know a lot of, of the young ladies on that team. Well, <laughs> I know about, you know, three of them now, three, four. And one of them said yesterday was better. Yeah. They're getting yeah. better. So I am all for progress as yeah. long as I see progress. Yeah. I seen a couple of clips. The spacing was better. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't go to the game yesterday. I was just tired yesterday. I normally go and support, but I was tired. So, you know, for our listeners, I'm not trying to just make this about my specific situation with my kids, but I think, you know, a lot of the folks who listen to us are parents and have been in those situations. Like when do you become momager? When do you say something? When do you don't? Joseph was very concerned that if I was speaking up about things, I was going to make it tougher for him. Yeah, It's tough because uh, it's hard to trust coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, if it is like, you know, I've coached my son since he was eight and I kind of know what I'm doing. And so it's hard to watch him get coached by people who don't know what they're doing. I think Joe would tell you the same thing. I mean, he was Joseph's only coach until high school, until middle school. Right. Until so, middle school. That's the first time Joseph in any sport was coached by anybody else. So we got, like, we got lucky. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to get lucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't want to speak for y'all, but, you know, he went from his dad to my dad. Mm-hmm. Got a little lucky. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm going to, Anthony's going to go from me, hopefully, to Coach Williams. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm getting lucky there because yeah. he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And Anthony will have to earn everything and play of the course. right way and do all well, that, those kind of things. So, but he will. You 
you know, provided he makes the team. <laughs> provided he makes the team. <laughs> so, yeah. So what else has happened in the last year? Uh, see, I mean, so. And we that, elected a new president. Like yeah. we started out talking a, a lot about politics because <laughs> it was such a politically charged time. We don't do that a whole lot. Yeah. Now. You know, we, uh, I think our second episode was about Trump. Mm-hmm. And um, and probably our fourth and our eighth and our yeah that was a that was a tough time you know uh, I don't know and I don't know if things are different now I think instead of Trump versus whoever now it's mask versus no mask mm-hmm. like so people got different things that they cling to right so yeah in that year that was a tough thing man people who supported Trump uh, I had to have a lot of hard conversations with some friends about that mm-hmm. and um. Some people listen to those conversations and they're still my friends today. Other people did not. And I don't miss them. Like, it's, so it's interesting. Uh, like I, even with my mom yesterday, she said, and you know, our country's just going to hell in a handbasket. And I said, change the channel, mom. I mean, you know, I, like don't, get out I don't, I don't understand chamber because I, to me, it's not even, it's impossible to have any kind of true bipartisanship anymore to, get things done together because it was just so our country is so horribly divided yeah. and exposed. I think people were just exposed. And I think that's, <laughs> that's the thing that always made me laugh um, is that, you know, there's been years and years and years of minorities telling you these are, this is how these people mm-hmm. act. Mm-hmm. And now, it, you know, you, 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 you'd have, you'd have friends who would say, no, John, and I would always tell them. I, I remember I used to have this, uh, boss, his name was Jeff Styles. Uh, actually, he reached out to me the other day and he said we'd be having some good conversations during this time. He was from Canada, and he called it, but he, you know, he's an American citizen, mm-hmm. considered himself a libertarian, mm-hmm. and um, we would have talks all the time. And when Trayvon Martin got shot, we would have talks about that. And I and I said something to him once. He said, "Oh, that's not fair." I said, "Jeff, just because you're not a racist." doesn't mean there's not racist in mm-hmm. this country. I know you're not. I talk to you every day. So mm-hmm. you don't see it that way because you can't. You mm-hmm. can't get there. Your mind can't get to following a black kid because he's black. Right. Your mind can't get there because you're not I'm like that. You, it's why so many people posted such ugly things about this kid getting a $27,000 GoFundMe for an ice cream. It's like, like, so you can't get there, and, and but your other people are like that. Mm-hmm. And that was the most interesting dynamic of the Trump years. Seeing, to me, for me, seeing non-minorities fight with each other, saying, how could you say this? Mm-hmm. Well, we've been telling you there's a segment of you guys that have been like this. So that that was always interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, look, your cousin is a racist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Carolyn was saying to me, also just thinking about the last year in the car today, that uh, she really barely even remembers the holidays last year because we were she so was in a haze. Deep, we were all deeply, she was in a deeply haze. in shock and in, in a haze. Like Thanksgiving was two <sighs> weeks after my dad died. Listen, so she, you know, I think we agree that we'll feel it in a different way this year because last year we were all numb. Like, man, you know. Like my dad has has been gone now, geez, almost. It's been twenty months, yeah. something like that, and um, yeah, like and I remember I had to I coached the game the night he passed away. I remember, and I remember when Anthony. Yeah, he hit a half court shot, shot that, that I didn't shot. see. Yeah. yeah, 
And I remember some aspects of the game. Usually I can remember, for some reason, uh, I can remember almost every game I've coached, like vividly. You have like a seriously photographic memory when, when it, it comes, com- when to, it comes to that yeah. yes i can remember who shot it what play all those mm-hmm. things like i don't remember that joseph you know, is like that about the only about play games. i remember from that game is um like a left-hand layup that just sent me <laughs> i remember that mm-hmm. um i remember our point guard Vic getting in foul trouble mm-hmm. i remember that i don't remember anything else and i don't remember i mean february through april or may i didn't Mm-hmm. like three months gone yeah and you know last year at the holidays um like my wife knew because mm-hmm. it was my first holiday without my dad so she knew and like she did things you know doesn't know she decorated the house mm-hmm. i think your daughter was part of that surprise actually yep. i, I came home and my, my house was decorated and so yeah i mean it's going to be different this year mm-hmm. i think but i think it's still going to be sad, though, because mm-hmm. I don't think you got a chance to get that out because you just were going. We just hopped right back into life. I mean, he died on a Saturday. I went to work on Tuesday. <laughs> we were at the gym on Saturday. Yeah. You know, it was. I don't remember a lot of details, but I remember how I just remember the like just that feeling, you know, like one foot in front of the other kind of feeling it's in those really, early days. I remember what it felt like the first time I walked back into Carver. <laughs> yeah. Like, when you lose someone like that, that close to you, like, uh, I, you know, he's the patriarch of your family. Mm-hmm. So, he's, you know, it's not just important to you. And a huge presence. Like, just a, a huge presence. Like, you know, for me, my dad was like the same mm-hmm. for my little unit. Yeah. Like, he was he was big in my kids' lives. Mm-hmm. Like, one day during the summer, Anthony was talking about him. Like, he was still present. He does speak about your dad in the present tense. I've heard it a couple times. He does it all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, that worries me a little bit. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I, no. But, yeah, when you, you know, my wife loved my father-in-law, my, mm-hmm. my dad. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you know, mother-in-laws can be tough. My mom is tough. She'll probably listen to this. What do you mean? <laughs> but she was tough on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to me, it was just her normal personality, but you want someone to be more welcoming when you're marrying mm-hmm. their their son. You just do, right? So, but my dad was always welcoming. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she loved my dad. Her sisters loved my dad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, it's tough when you lose someone that huge, mm-hmm. that big to you. Yeah. Yeah. And it has. It's definitely been a thread in everything for both of us for the last... And I wish I could tell you it gets better. God damn it. No, I know, but it really doesn't, does it? <laughs> the first person that told me that, it was so funny because he told me this probably four or five months before my dad died. Uh, we did a FPC car wash my first year, and Victor was there. Mm-hmm. Our number one fan. Our number and, one fan. And, and one of our best friends, one of my best friends mm-hmm. as well. We got to talking about, I don't know how, we got to talking about how... Um, when he lost his parents. And he's like, oh, you don't get over it. And then he told me, like, when your dad passed, you're going to be messed up because mm-hmm. you guys are really, really close. And my dad died, like, six months later. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. Like, um, my mom asked me once, she said, oh, do you get, how do you go into the gym every Saturday? Like, don't you get sad? And I told her every time. Mm-hmm. But what are we going to do? Like, and, and Not some, go? Yeah, and sometimes I go and 
in I was talking actually was talking with Missy about this the other day. And sometimes I go and I'm sad like but other times I go and I laugh because I remember some things we did in the end, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I think you'll have a little bit of that mm-hmm. since it's been so long. Yeah. You know? We were we took mom to lunch yesterday and Carolyn named a place and then we both looked at each other and shook our head. We were like, No, neither one of us were emotionally ready for a place that we was a place that we went with our dad. Oh <laughs> yeah, I hear that. <laughs> so we went to a new place, but but it was funny. We were both like, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> yeah, like I remember my cousin's wife, we used to go me and my dad used to go to IHOP every Father's mm-hmm. Day. And then my uncle and my grandfather and my cousin, my first cousin used to go. Yeah. And she was like, You should still go. She can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> not on Father's Day, I can't do it. No. I can go. But not on Father's Day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there were things I remember, and I'm not trying to turn this into like the, but it's just honestly stuff I've been thinking about lately. There were things that I told myself leading up to my dad's death that I can't believe I really ever uttered to myself. Like you thought you were ready for it. Oh, yeah. So listen. I thought it would be a relief. So listen, my dad died young. He was in his early 60s, right? So, however... He had been ill, stroke, you know, heart problems, diabetes. He had neuropathy in his leg. Like I hung out, I hung out with my dad more than anybody. Mm-hmm. Saw him three, four times a week. Spoke to him almost every day. Mm-hmm. So it didn't surprise me that I got a call in the middle of the night. He passed away. It wasn't surprising at all. I had been preparing myself mm-hmm. for the fact that he would not be around. Yeah, nah. <laughs> it doesn't. You don't prepare yourself for it. Mm-mm. You think you do, right? And nah, it's just it's not, just not possible. Mm-mm. It's nope. not true. That some of the things that I said to myself, just the amount of pain he was living with. You know, I thought there would be relief knowing he wasn't suffering like that. Mm-mm. And I, I actually there, told my dad relieved. this once when my grandfather passed away. I was like, "Aren't you, aren't you happier?" And he was like, "I don't even know what that means, yeah. son." Like you know, but and he was like, "Well, maybe you know." He tried to explain it to me, but he couldn't mm-hmm. in terms of, yeah, I'm happy he's not in pain anymore, but he's right. still my dad. Like, I, Right. And so. I mean, nobody has known me as long as my dad, except for my mom. I understand it now. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I understand it. I, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I would say to myself is, well, you're supposed to lose your parents. This is the way it's supposed to go. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I mean, all that rational, that rational that's, stuff is great. That's what it is. It's just rationalization. Before they pass away. Yeah. And then all that goes out the window. I mean, and there were some seriously traumatizing things that happened even just in those last few days. I mean, you know, like I was, I, I felt extreme guilt thinking that I had let my dad OD. That's what, because the last, my last memory was them saying, okay, this is how you administer the Narcan. And, you know, he needed that medication so much. I thought, oh, I, I let him OD. And, you know, one of the one of his favorite PAs came in when she found out he was, you know, we had brought him in and she came up and talked to me. And it was the first time I'd met her, but I felt like I knew her because dad talked about her all the Mm. time. And I just sort of (sighs) on her like, oh, my God, (laughs) you know. And so she went and looked at his chart and this and that. I don't know if she said it. I don't know if she was helping me out or if it's true, but I'm taking it as true. She said that the amount of medicine he was taking had nothing to do with why, oh, she's not why it happened when she it happened. She wouldn't lie to you. She but would. I was just really thankful for that. Yeah. I was really thankful for that. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure this year has been waves of guilt, mm-hmm. of, of grief. And guilt, but grief, yeah. Yeah, like for me, I remember like, I remember like a, uh, in the weeks after 
I was talking to my boss, one of my old bosses, and I was talking to him about my dad, and I just, as I was talking, just started crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I looked at him and was like, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know where this came from. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get I, that, though. I don't, I don't know why this just happened. And uh-huh. he was like, it's, it's okay. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Every time something stirs up with my brother who's in prison right now, it's the same thing. Like, what I know is best versus what my dad wanted. Yeah. You know? So for me, it, it, yeah. is, it is guilt, too, for me. For me, like, having this big injury, like, uh, not a lot of people understand the mental part of you not being the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my family, I don't know, I'm not sure everyone in my family understands the severity of the injury that I had and what it means going forward. Mm-hmm. Like how I'm going to walk, how I'm going to move, the things that I can do, right. all that kind of stuff. My father would have understood. <laughs> my father would have understood that. Yeah. Um because he went through it. Yeah. Um so I miss my dad for then and, that, and that's not to say everybody who's listening is in my family. I love you all and I appreciate <laughs> your support. I'm not diminishing no. your support. All I'm saying is that for me, my dad was probably my biggest fan. Yeah. And he understood things that about being a man, mm-hmm. about getting older, mm-hmm. that not a lot of people. So he would he would have understood some of the depression nights that I've had with mm-hmm. this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, but I'm feeling good today though. Which is great. Yeah. I like those days. Yeah, so this year was good. We did Flagler United this year. Right, we did, and and we took a vacation together this year. Yeah, like that we was started fun. kind of a, a new vacation tradition. Yeah, now we got a uh, travel agent letting us down a little bit. She's trying to make some money off us, guys. <laughs> if you have any, if you have any. <laughs> but Victor and I right now are in this place of watching those Facebook groups from the place we stayed before. We'll tag each other and stuff. Just like, oh, take me back. It, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I am. I've traveled with family and friends before, so I don't worry too much about those kind of things. Like, and plus, I'm not the, I'm not a very clingy friend. Mm-hmm. So, right. in other words, like. If I go somewhere with somebody and they, hey, we're going to do X, Y, and Z today. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. I'll see you right. when I see, see you. dinner or whatever. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I I was never too concerned about it, but it turned out even better than I thought. Right. Like, we had a lot, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, We drank a lot. Oh, I'm, I don't know that I'm ever going to drink that much again in my life. It's so hard to explain to people because, like, I tell someone, like, I must have had at least 30 shots one day. <laughs> And they look at me like, a, like and I'm, I'm not joking. It was like 30. They just kept showing up. <laughs> they just kept showing up. And they were like, well, what happened to you? I was like, oh, well, fortunate, fortunately for me, I have a high tolerance for alcohol. So nothing happened to me. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah, it was, but it was a lot of fun. It was a lot so that of was, fun. That was a, a definite upside to a, a year with, with the pandemic and with loss. Yeah, we had a tough year. Like my. Had, my family from February 2020 to 20, you know, it's, it's, it's been tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost my dad, um, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been. It's been a lot. It's been a lot, yeah. you know, and then you, you add to that, you know, everyone heard the podcast with what, 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 what Tiara goes through. Mm-hmm. You know, we deal with that. And my son is heading into teenage years and 
it's basketball and girls and trying to make sure his head is on straight and mm-hmm. being married. It's, it's, you know, and you go through the same thing. Like, it doesn't stop. <laughs> like, you know, you don't. Right. You know, you lose someone, parents pass away, but you still got to parent your kids. Still got to parent your kids. You still got to love your husband and your wife. Mm-hmm. None of that stops. Mm-hmm. Like, so, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you and I have this thing, like, we also got to take care of our moms. Mm-hmm. Like, you have siblings, but you're the closest one to mm-hmm. her. Yeah. And so you, you handle that. I have no siblings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I handle a lot of this stuff, too. So, so it's, it's been a challenging year, but this has been a bright spot. This is definitely, the podcast has definitely been a bright spot. Yeah. And I love our listeners and their participation and, and I'm geared up. I mean, I'm excited, especially ever since that class, I'm excited for, (laughs) you know, for some branding. I'm excited to really focus on kind of, even without the politics, I'm excited for us to, to delve into topics that are truly strongly worded. Yeah. You know, people love the dress code. (laughs) It was a good one. They love Sue getting spicy (laughs) with Johnny. But it's true. We are definitely, I, I, I am excited about some more strongly worded conversations with each other or with guests or uh, just however we proceed. So, folks, uh, thank you for hanging with us for a year. Yes, here's to 20 more. Here's to 20 more. And more listeners. And more listeners and, <laughs> and, and, and more strong words. If everyone in our group would listen. <laughs> if everyone in our group shared on their personal Facebook page one time their favorite episode. Oh, that would be that would be awesome. We could probably Let's do yeah, let's put that in a group this week. Yeah, we'll do that. We will do that. So I posted a picture today about um how it started or yeah, how it started versus how it's going cuz it, this table was you know how when you're cleaning sometimes things get messier before they get cleaner? <laughs> yes. This table was piled high with things I was pulling out to reorganize <laughs> and then I got it back. Um, all right folks so find us on instagram at the strongly worded pod um i'm tiktoking a little more yes we're tiktoking you got got, got bona fide ads one of them one of them had like hundreds of views how about that yeah let's get it so and i'm gonna be laid up for a few weeks so i got nothing to do but make tiktoks yeah yeah man Mm -hmm. yeah we gotta we're not gonna record for a while well, I think, I mean, you'll come here. I, I can, w- I, no, I, I'm going to need one solid week off. Listen, don't, maybe don't, two, don't but be stressing yourself. Well, no, 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 no. But I mean, I'm going to need one solid week off, maybe two, but uh, you know, I mean, I can sit in a chair just as easily as I can lay in the bed. Once I can sit up, I just feel like once they scoop out all these organs, I'm going to want to lay flat for a while. And let all mm. that stuff take. Listen, you're going to be, <laughs> listen, <laughs> like, you're going to be in some pain, champ. I'm stay up and where's everything going to go? You're going to be in some chain. You're going to be in some pain. Yeah. I've, well, that. I mean, I, I've had C-sections, so I feel like I, I have a little bit of this an idea. This is a big one, no, man. Yeah. It's a big one. Well, I mean, t- removing a human from my abdomen through a slit in my stomach this big is also... That, that is the most... <laughs> we, we have to talk about that one day. That is the most amazing yeah. thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It's crazy. I have a vague <laughs> recollection of the first one and Joe kind of looking over the sheet to see and then just turning right back like it was enough <laughs> like when anthony he was breached and he, he was coming early and they had a mirror there. <laughs> oh okay and so i i always remember so you know they, they take the little thing it's, like you said it's mm-hmm. a little thing but then they just pull it back like a sardine can yep 
And I remember them do, starting to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the mirror and my eyes just got so wide. Yeah. And Eb said to me, you okay? <laughs> and I said to him, I said, well, and I said, well, how do you feel? Oh, I'm fine. I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm thinking, like, that medicine must be great. Because mm-hmm. they were just. Yeah. Uh, it's insane. It, it that, that's an nuts. insane surgery. Shout out to all the moms. Because <laughs> it's crazy. that yeah. The fact that you can deal with that. Mm-hmm. And. Oh, my goodness. There's just a lot. Like, she was home for Thanksgiving, like, bossing me around in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's in, it's insane. You know, with my second C-section, I went into it rested. Like my first C-section was an emergency C. It wasn't planned. So I had already labored for hours and hours, and mm. I was whooped in it. I was whooped. But the second one we planned, so I got some good night's sleep going into it. I didn't have to go into labor, so I bounced back pretty quick. And when we left the hospital, my dad had just returned from a hospital stay, and, and so we took the baby to see him before we went home, and I walked up the stairs. Mm. And my mom was like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? But I was still pretty well medicated or whatever. Yeah. Then I sat down while, you know, we were visiting with the baby or whatever. And then I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get the out of here. <laughs> I do not know how I'm going to get down the stairs. <laughs> we stay in here tonight. <laughs> yeah, I might be here on the couch for a while. <laughs> Joe, please go to the house. Get, <laughs> get those pills. <laughs> Just run to the drugstore real quick. <laughs> fill that script. <laughs> All right. So find us on Instagram and TikTok. Please, if you haven't already, join the Strongly Worded Podcast group. We don't spam you or bombard you with a bunch of stuff, but we do put a couple things in there a week to talk about. If you listen on iTunes, and probably 80% of you do, please give us uh, a five-star rating and review. Um, if you want to give one star, maybe just shoot us an email instead. <laughs> but <laughs> if you are enjoying what you hear, please leave us a review. We are on Twitter at the Strongly Worded P. Yes. All right. <laughs> Season four. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get ready for for a Strongly Worded <laughs> next topic. Yes. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Oh, that one flew by. Yeah. All of a sudden, I looked down and we were over. This strongly worded podcast is written and produced by Johnny Hampton and Sue O'Lear. Music production and vocals by Marshall Max Lamont Hamilton and cover art by Samantha Shakes.